in this recent days, last, at least the last couple of weeks, we've noticed some significant things happening across our nation and some of the nations of the earth. But and I want to say at the beginning, do, do that which your conscience directs you to. But as for me and my house, we're going to bless the Lord. We're going to listen to the God's word and follow the Lord's leading, follow Jesus. And uh, we heard a lot of the word mandate repeated over and over in this context and that it is mandated by this bureaucracy for us to obey, obey in this area. It's a mandate. And uh, some have expressed the fact that they don't know. They question the fact whether you can require a mandate and say to different corporations, you're going to mandate all of your employees must get this vaccination that they're talking about, the COVID, anti-COVID. And, uh, but it has gotten to such a degree that uh, they're saying that hundreds, if not thousands of nurses and doctors will the mandate requires that they be fired if they themselves uh, don't get the vaccine. And yet, as we look at the reports, hundreds and hundreds of nurses and doctors, though, who have lots of experience, some in the emergency field, that they may have to be, if they don't obey, And for people raised up in America with honoring the Constitution and the freedoms we have, it's noted for freedom. Say freedom. And that's, it's an important word, if you're, especially if you become an American citizen, you are born in America. And the, the mandate we honor and respect is the mandate from the living God. That's the agency that we honor more than anything. And uh, so when it, the mandate tells in certain states, all your children, even five years old and all, if they go, I mean, they go to school, the kindergarten, run by the public uh, bureaucracy, that they must have masks and they must have the vaccination and this and that. I know how many of you watched this experience in Ludon County in Virginia where this man said allegedly, now I'm underlining, allegedly, so um, most of the reporters say allegedly that his 14-year-old daughter went to the bathroom and 
a young man who allegedly had maybe transitioned, but not really, uh, was a man, boy, but wearing a skirt, was allowed to use the girl's bathroom, and that allegedly she got raped by this. And the, the man, the father, was deeply concerned. I don't know how many of you raised daughters, not only sons, but daughters. How many of you raised up daughters? And uh, there's a kind of sensitivity that a mom and a dad has about their daughters as they're growing up. They go to grade school or middle school or high school. How many of you are a little bit sensitive about your girls being safe? Do you? Would you raise your hands? And say, yeah? And I, I felt the same, right? You have a daughter too, Michael. Armin, you have a daughter. Amen. And Robbie, you have daughters too. Uh, and so I really felt for this man who had just came to the school board uh, to say, guys, I, I want you to be aware my daughter was attacked in this school. And how many of you saw that? And then the police jumped on him. Did you see that? Raise your hand if you saw it. I'm, I'm not making it up. And I said, what, what is happening here? That the, They seek the police on him. And uh, I felt a lot of sympathy for that guy. I said, I'm amazed that he could keep his uh, temper. And, uh, and I heard him interviewed on certain channels. And I just felt, not only for him and his wife, but for the, the daughter. What's happened to her? And then allegedly, the, the one who did this very inappropriate thing was transferred to another school and supposedly they did it again. Um, but the superintendent of schools was paid nearly $300,000 per year, which is, I would say, quite, quite a handsome salary. So he ab absolutely said that's not true, not true at all. This never happened and all that. And then uh, today, I read he apologized. It did happen. So we, we want to be aware. And I, you see pretty much across this nation or many, many states that concern is coming up to the forefront, that parents and grandparents are now more than ever expressing their concern about their kids or grandkids. And there's a lady named, uh, I heard her interviewed, her name is Keisha King. She's African-American, gorgeous lady, uh, very handsome. And that she's starting a movement. Uh, I think that 
says pretty much, parents, if they're not going to listen to us, we're going to have a giant uh, movement where we're going to withdraw our kids from this system. And uh, it's just happening this in the last few days. So, um, But the word mandate, I said the primary mandate that we as believers honor is the mandate from the living God. That's the one that guides us. And again, I want to point out, do always what your conscience says, what is the best for you, your family, your children. But the Word of God says this. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse, verses 6 and 7 says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. So they shall the words that the Lord gives us shall be in our hearts, but we part of our duty as parents and grandparents especially, and great-grandparents. The Lord gives us the extended life. But we will be diligently teach these words of the Lord to our children, shall talk of them, uh, when we are sitting in our houses, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, and when we rise up. How about that? It's the Word of God that surrounds our children and blesses. And obviously, you, um, you assume, and of course in many other places, it says that it's just an awesome, ongoing blessing and promotion and favor and prosperity and good health watches over our children because it is God's promise. And for me, I want to walk in the promises of God. I want to have the blessings of Abraham and that which the Scripture promises to us. So we send our prayers to every parent and every grandparent and every grand great-grandparent from the watch tonight, that the Lord cover you. That the Lord cover your children and give you wisdom. And for those we may talk at some other occasions about those who help us read, lead the Christian schools and the private schools and the charter schools. But Most parents, there's so much that they're already taxing. They're giving in taxes and all that. Well, it's our taxes that help run the public school system. But as you see the parents addressing the school boards, you kind of start, start scratching your head saying, when did this happen? 
where, not today, I, I don't want to pay too much focus on this one, but I heard today that there was someone in authority in one of the systems that said, we must teach our children not only the, about the Holocaust, how terrible it was, but we must teach them something that favors the Holocaust. I said, this is insane. So <laughs> we are committed to bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we say, God bless America. And God bless the armed forces. God bless the military. God bless our police and all. So some of the value systems that I want our children to grow up in. And in this church, we, we want to teach our children as they grow up. And it's such a delight. We have seen over the years the kids grow up. Some of them go to military schools. Some of them, some of the kids graduated here from as a, going to our children's church or Sunday school, whatever you call it, children's church here. But they grew up, went to military school, military school and went to the Naval Academy or the Military Academy, the Air Force Academy, and have graduated and we're proud of them. But in recent days, we found that if the school board around the United Nations, that if, if parents, which is their legal right to be able to come and express concerns or ask questions about the different school systems and of school boards. But these last few days, I think, the Attorney General was directed to um, say, hey, we're going to call the FBI on some of these parents. Now, I don't, they may have found some exceptional ones. I don't see any of the parents coming with pistols and things like that. They're just expressing concerns from what I understand. Uh... But the superintendent today apologized for being unaware of that girl who was accosted. But the covenant we have with the living God includes the blessing of God on our children and the requirement that we also are diligent in teaching them the word of God that we share here in communion, as we say, the communion of saints. This is part of that, that they, they're growing up in an atmosphere where we worship the Lord, honor the name of Jesus, and love the Word of God. So, our children know that we made Jesus Christ Lord of our life. And God has several wonderful things to say about our children. That they are eternal goal. I know that I know that I'm going to meet my mom when I go to heaven. I'm going to meet many of the saints. And we uh, today honored our precious sister Cindy Lee that had not been able to come physically for because of this COVID stuff and all of that, that uh, for about a year plus. And then 
she passed on. Her family was here this morning, and we were able to say words of love and comfort to them and words of commission and blessing. Number six blessing we spoke over Cindy and honored the fact that she's with the Lord and that this is, there is only a thin veil that separates us from those who have been promoted to heaven and that that's our eternal home. And uh, Cindy used to make great, some of the best curry and roti and she would make some for me over the years. <laughs> that's one of the memories I have. Of course, the wonderful thing was she was a woman of prayer. And every time I would see her, she would give me a list of people, and especially her family, that needed the prayer. But these are some of the promises that God has told us. That they have, our children, as they have exercised faith, as we have seen them baptized in water, that their home, eternal home, is heaven. They, we know that we know that they're going to be far away from hell and that heaven is not only your eternal home, you're going to see one day if the Lord takes as we tarry for him, I hope to see my family and some of my great friends, Derek Prince and many of the saints here that we have seen, that we had the privilege of seeing them promoted to heaven, we're going to see them. We're going to have a grand reunion and have a lot of fun. I believe that you're going to see that if there are horses in heaven, which Jesus comes riding on a horse. I know that. So I think this is, not, this is my personal interpretation. So I'm not saying that. This part is just my editorial that I'm going to see. Some of, I think some of you are going to see. How many of you have had some dogs that went on uh, to another realm? Have, did you raise, I mean, that were your, you have had dogs or cats? Well, I, have you had those dogs? How many of you grew up with some dogs and companions? Well, I have a kind of, thing that I believe, if, if God has allowed horses in heaven, there are dogs also. And cats. And now I had some situational, doctrinal diff, diff, uh, you know, reservations about cats. And then the Lord himself corrected me and said, I remember it so clearly. He said, Ash, did you know that I'm a big cat? I said, no, I didn't know. I really I said, no. He said, I'm the lion of the tribe of Judah. I said, oh, me, oh, my. Yes, sir, I salute. But here is some of the words in Jeremiah 31. God says, thus said the Lord, refrain thy voice from weeping and thine eyes from tears. This is Jeremiah 31. For thy work shall be rewarded. Say, I will be rewarded. Said the Lord. And your children shall come again from the land of the enemy. How about that? 
if they have been captured. But here, if certain philosophies have tried to capture them, the Lord's promise, and this you can include in your prayers, my children are going to be delivered from the land of the enemy and they will come home to love Jesus. So where in any way, do you have something, some brothers, sisters, cousins, nephews that don't believe in Jesus? Raise your hand if you have. So I, I, yeah, you. Well, we can claim. I'm going to claim. We've had, I have some people here that literally their families were saved in this church. I mean, it is so good, so one such a privilege to be able to lead them to Jesus right here. And uh, so God has kept his promise. And some, oh, it's so wonderful to see that. But the, our children are going to enjoy the blessing. And we're going to reject the curse. We're going to trust in the word. And our children's lives are going to be blessed. And if they need to be, uh, they will be delivered. Because these are some of the concerns we have. So I'm glad you are a believer, you are here, those watching us on the web, that you can stand in the gap, that it is not just a time we are not going to be lazy. We're going to be standing in the gap. Not only for you, but for the church family's families. And say, anyone taken captive, we have had some experiences there. And multiple thousands of young people have been captured by drug addiction. Just want you to know, it's a major, major plague in our nation. And they have, they have even a few days ago at the border crossings, they've confronted a couple in the customs, either custom, one of the agencies. And this young couple, the, the male and female, they, had, they were smuggling into the United States so much fentanyl that just what they possessed could have killed the population of the United States three times over. And it, you cannot believe it, but fentanyl, they made it ten, at least ten times more powerful than what we knew about four years ago. That they are, This fentanyl is being manufactured, from what I understand, in China, and then boats bring it to certain ports in uh, the Latin American nations, not ab absolutely not from here, but they are smuggling it across. So we want to pray the border agents be able to stop them, or the customs that they will be revealed. But the, the power that we will, that will apprehend every drug cartel Every drug lord. So that's power, part of our prayer. We're going to pray tonight, if you will, that whatever drug cartels are working in Charlotte area or in the Carolinas, Charleston area or the Columbia area or Fort Mill or 
any of the smaller cities or the big cities that they will be apprehended. That many years ago, as the Lord, and we will be open to prophetic words that the Lord revealed to us. And there was a member of the FBI or one of those agencies in the watch. And we, God was giving us specific words of what was happening. And uh, Lord, we pray, anoint them as they captured these people. And he, later on, after it happened and all of that, came to us and said, we were, we were not allowed to say anything. But you guys were praying amazingly accurate prayers. Another time, the Lord showed us there was some kind of terrorist attack over a Jewish school in France. And uh, you, you may right, remember, Michael? And then we put it in our book, some of that incident. Or that there was a pilot in trouble, American pilot, in a war-type situation, and that he was being attacked, and he had, had to land, and that we had to, the enemy forces were about to capture him. We needed to pray the Lord would defend. And sure enough, there was a pilot who was, uh, a missile hit him, and he had to jump out of the plane. He, I remember that pilot was, of all things, from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and that's where Bonnie, uh, in that area, she was not exactly from Albuquerque, but a city, a small city, not far away. But uh, some of these things the Lord has sought, and we are praying that may every power of the drug cartel be bound in the name of Jesus. It says here now, number one, uh, refrain from your tears. And their children are going to come from the land of your enemy. And I believe we can claim that's the addiction. And any other kind of horror, any crime situation. If they're even in prison. We have seen God give us prophetic words that those who have been in prison, that the Lord's given us certain times specific words that they would be released and that they would, the Lord would help release and, and, and prevent the accusations. Um, and there is, a, there is hope in thine end, said the Lord, that thy children shall come again to their own border. So may that be a truth for our kids. And it says in uh, Isaiah 54, we said that last week, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. And this is something we need to see. And I felt like uh, really as we were seeing the news, not to say, well, it's done. Okay, we'll go on. Nope. We want to stay on top of certain things and say, we're going to pray through. The enemy powers will not touch our children or grandchildren we are not tired of praying and praising the Lord and releasing his power over us. And then we saw some of our prayers. It's important that uh, last year there were uh, all kinds of rockets flying across the borders of Israel to hurt uh, the population of Israel. And that they were arguing in the Senate and the Congress whether to help uh, once again finance the it's called the Iron Dome, I believe, over Israel, that 
fires missiles against any kind of rocket coming in from the border areas, from the terrorists. And so, and I was praying, Lord, let them be able to help. Let us be able to pray and bless Israel. There are, there were powerful voices that were against Israel and against blessing them. So, again, I want to say, in the seed of the righteous, it says in Proverbs eleven twenty one, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Say, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. My seed will be delivered. So even any kind of oppression that's coming over them, may they be protected. May this COVID thing and the virus thing far from our children and our families in the name of Jesus. So we want to intercede and pray for some of these things. If the Lord quickens, gives prophetic words here, even tonight, it said, again, in Psalms 112, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. The man that fears the Lord, his children shall be mighty upon the earth. Mighty for good, mighty for the word of God. Mighty in blessing and doing good. And that's, it says, I will contend with him that contends with thee, and I will save thy children. Isaiah 49, 25. I will contend with him that contends with thee, and I will save your children. Say, the Lord is saving my children and my grandchildren. Isaiah 49. Say, Isaiah 49. Verse 25. Sometimes you have to quote the thing. Sometimes the devil will say, I don't think that's in the Word of God. Yes, sir. It's right there. And uh, the Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are all his works. Isaiah 44 says, I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessings upon thine offspring. How about that? The Lord is speaking, and so we have to release blessing. And I'll tell you, from what I've seen, some of the nasty ones, I encourage people who have a feeling they want to be led, being led to run, to win an election to run for the local school boards. I think we need to have believers in the school boards, right? Say, Lord, we claim all the school boards that will glorify you and believe your word will be Christians. Amen. Amen. We want to, these are specific, I mean, we are seeing. I couldn't believe my eyes that some of the school boards were like big potentates. They were like, I am the emperor of Babylon, whatever. <laughs> no, you are not. You have been elected. And yet there was such a uh, yucky thing and saying to different, just humble parents, you shut up, you shut up. Basically, you have no right to, and calling the police to shut them up. 
And so this is a time, I believe, there is a shofar blowing. The Lord is saying, rise up. Awaken. If you are asleep, we are awakening. Um, I wanted to um, share this. This is one of the words that I, I just was meditating on it this week. Is Psalm 37. There are a lot of good promises here. And it's, it's good for you to exercise. And if you have some moments to intercede, take the word of God. There are certain things I, I may recommend, we may share here. Take them down and confess them over yourself, over your house, over your husband, over your wife, over especially over your children and your grandchildren. It says in Psalm 37, we see right here, um, it says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Fear not. Fret not. Don't get anxious. And that is one of the primary symptoms of the lockdowns and the mask wearing and the isolation. And that's why I want to encourage those. I mean, I'm so proud of you that you are keeping in touch, that you are watching us on the Internet if you are not able to come here. But if it's physically able now, I want to tell you the the risk of COVID is getting lower and lower and lower, and we are going to be praying together. And it's whenever you can, feel comfortable. If you have to sit in a chair apart from everybody, fine. But come, be together, invite some others. Um, by the way, two, three Sundays, three Sundays from now, we'll have a big food gathering, and it'll be good. It'll be fun to get together. And if you want to take I was remembering um, after many weeks of not being able to do it, uh, I was able to get uh, Olive Garden soup. Zupa Tosca, is that right? It's uh, sausage and leek. No, it's what kind of... Um, Huh? Kale. Kale. Kale, yes. I was enjoying it. Um, anyway, hadn't, and it, but it was great. I remember Mama Elena, I took her one time. And I t by the way, I spoke with Sister Ada also uh, this week. But I remember years ago, Mama Elena went with it. And of course, Sister Ada. But Mama Elena, I don't know how many of you remember, of course, Mama Elena. And uh, she was 106 years old. She had a letter from the president. I remember visiting her house. And she could make the best coffee. It came from Puerto Rico. And she grew, had grown up in Puerto Rico. Do you know that I think almost the age of 105, since she was six, seven years old, Every day she would get on her knees and pray to the Lord. Every, she said she had never missed getting up and for, I mean, till she was 105. Amazing. But all of that to say, when you can, share a meal with other believers and break bread because that's right there in Scripture that the, the people who, Filled with the Spirit, they came together. And often, 
they would break bread together. It says here now, fret not thyself because of evildoers. There have always been evildoers, the people who will choose evil. And uh, I don't know about, don't want to say anything mean about what's happening in our judicial system, but it was strange to find that I have to be careful. But the attorney general was going to let the FBI watch over. They were going to be in trouble with the FBI, possibly, if they spoke to the school board uh, in an inappropriate way. I don't know what they were thinking about. But not everything was kosher. Because some of them who do these things, their relatives are in, involved in marketing the things that <laughs> we know they're making money out of this. So anyway, um, we will go on. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. So um, the court system, the fifth circuit, I, I forget now which one it was, allowed Texas to put uh, certain limits to abortion that if you can hear the heartbeat of a little baby, you cannot abort the baby. And from way back, when I was co-pastor with Brother Derek in Fort Lauderdale, we, Pastor Bonnie and I helped pioneer some of the first uh, ish, uh, agencies that could help mamas who were thinking of abortion, that we could direct them to where those kids would not be killed, they would be able to be adopted. There are so many parents who want to adopt them. So we are praying. I said, don't abort, let's adopt. And we'll, we'll so many parents I know who'd love to raise those beautiful kids. And this house, we're going to pray, Lord, save those babies. We are for life. Amen? How many are for life? The Lord is for life. He knew you when you were just a thought. And he's blessed by your life. It says, there shall, the workers of iniquity shall be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord. Say, trust in the Lord. And do good. Say, do good. So in this hour, while, where they have tried to limit in many, I'm so grateful I live in the Carolinas. I'm, I'm blessed. Some of the people in Florida and Texas, they have been really saying, we are not going to in Florida, saying, we are not going to be forced to fire thousands of people because they don't take, because there's a mandate and they don't take a, a vaccination. There are doctors who have some reservations about this. And uh, there was an interview, we might want to look up Joe Rogan in his interview. He, he, got, he thought he got COVID or something, and he got, he took this medicine they call ivermectin. Now, I, I'm not a doctor here, but um, so 
and the CNN called it a horse medicine. And he interviewed, he is quite a brilliant man. I didn't know it, but he interviewed Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who was a spokesman, medical doctor, spokesman for CNN, and interviewed. And he said, why did he call this a horse medicine? It is not. It has been used over massive, the last 50, 60 years, been used in many nations, not for horses, but for humans. And it has never been a negative report. And, and so he, he nailed some of these things and he brought to the surface what is truth. So we are claiming this word right now. What, what do we do? We trust in the Lord and we do good. And we are trying to do good as a corporate body, as an individual. Say, do good. Turn to your neighbors, do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Say, I shall be fed. Amen. Delight thyself. This is, I will end here. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Whatever is in your heart, the Lord put. To see your children blessed, your grandchildren blessed, that's one of our major prayers. We want to be able to be used as a church to proclaim the gospel to the nations. We had, we made programs, Patabani and I, that were shown all across Iran. It was wonderful, amazing, that to see us, there were in, we were, someone else's voice was speaking in, in Farsi and preaching the gospel all over Iran. When we went, uh, and ate at a giant tent in, uh, in the Palestinian lands uh, some years back uh, with Andrew Cunningham and Andrew White. And we were in, in this giant tent. We were all having lunch there. Oh, that the mayor uh, of uh, one of the Palestinian places, I forgot, I'll remember the name. But his secretary was with him and he said, when she saw Bonnie and I, she's Arab, Palestinian. She said, we watch you every week. And I was, it was a blessing. And she said, you are, and then he called, she called our names. And so we have been able to proclaim the gospel to many of the nations. And may it be so, may the Lord increase our corporate ability to proclaim the goodness of the Lord and the power of the word of God and the name of Jesus. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So we want to thank the Lord today for his many blessings, and that we delight in the Lord, and he is giving you the desires of your heart. Tell your neighbor the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. What is in your heart? What is your prayer? We are praying. May the, all your children be blessed. May your grandchildren be blessed and be protected, be favored. Hallelujah. It was so great to see Ava. How old is she? Nine years old? Nine. And she is one of the premier desires, des designers in the world. I said, wow. That was the Lord's promotion. I believe uh, that is so good. So it just tickled me that the favor of the Lord 
came on that little girl. And of course on that family. And the grandparents. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. 